Welcome to Burning Passages, a podcast for romantic book lovers and lovers of romantic books. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Burning Passages. I'm sorry, I had to. (laughs) It sounded like your passage was burning. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. I don't know what number episode this is, but we're here with Burning Passages. episode three. It is, yay. I I feel like um, when people hear the fancy English accent at the beginning and then they get us, they're like, oh. Yeah, I'm sure it's quite jarring. Well, we did a book today. This is a genre I've been wanting to read for years. And so we finally did it. What did we do? Amish romance. I thought you were going to answer. I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to interrupt. I did not really know that Amish romance was a thing. Oh. And mm-hmm. when we talked about doing this podcast and we talked about Amish romance and I went to um, the Walmart and there were three shelves of Amish romance books. Oh, yeah. It is a serious yeah. genre. And it's romance in the true sense that it's not sexy, it's yeah. romantic. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I thought it was going to be a little dirtier. <laughs> you were hoping for like uh, your anal rim to be stretched or no, something? No, it, absolutely it, not. But I thought maybe something a little more might happen, like maybe a kiss. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just anything. I don't know. It, it is the least risque of our books so far. I still thoroughly enjoyed the genre. I will read. Yeah. Well, I have to read the second one. I know. We do have to. All right. So why don't you tell us what the title of today's book is? Jonah's Redemption, an Amish Romance by Sylvia Price. All righty. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think that lays it out. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a short one. Where did you find it? Again, another book bub. It is? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't scour through. I'm too lazy for that. So I I appreciate (laughs) the dropped in my lap ones. But you know what? It hasn't disappointed us. No. And I get offered a couple free ones a day, pretty much. Like, there'll be like two or three. And then I pick the one that I think is going to look like looks like it'll be the most interesting. And that's the one I forward to you. I like the idea of doing the free or the less expensive books too, because I feel like they're more accessible for people. Absolutely. Whereas like the full like 300 page books are not as accessible. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't want to read 300 pages, just get to the romance and rip off that bodice and keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel like we should go over a few things about Amish culture and Amish romance books. Okay. Lay it on me. <laughs> well, you're from Con- Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm from Massachusetts, and um, you were around the Pennsylvania Dutch. No. Right. No. You never went to visit the Amish people. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. would go, and you would see them. They, you know, in their buggies and at the farms, and um, I feel like they would sell pies and like handcrafted furniture and stuff like that. My friend who lives upstairs, her mom lives near them, uh-huh. and she sends jam all the time. It's delicious okay. jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there was like always like yummy sweet food, and so that would be something we would um, visit and see. And um, it was pretty fun. Well, the closest I've gotten to Amish is watching Kingpin. I was going to say the movie Witness. No, Kingpin. <laughs> What's Kingpin? Oh my God. It's fucking hilarious. He's a bowler. Bigger and McCracken. It's so Wait, funny. What? He's bigger and McCracken. <laughs> How does it tie into Amish? Because the, the main character, well, it's Woody Harrelson and uh, uh-huh. is it Randy Quaid? 
God, I don't remember I don't his name. It. But he's Amish and he can bowl. And uh, okay. it's, you have to see it. It's really funny. He leaves the Amish faith to go on a bowling tour with Woody Harrelson, oh. who has a hook for a hand. And it's a really funny oh. movie. Mm-hmm. Is bowling in Amish like um, a loud activity? I'm I guessing because it's not. I don't know. Well, it's electronic if you go to a bowling alley. Okay. So I, I have no idea. Maybe lawn bowling? According to Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, my. This was my. The depth of my research was like two to three pages into um, the Amish culture. So this book is about um, a young woman who goes on Rumpspringa, which is um, sort of the hopping around year where the young Amish people go and explore English life. And it's sort of when they're like courting and in the like outside world. Um, but did you see the movie Devil's Playground? Yes. The movie is amazing. So good. I had never heard of Runspringa until I saw that movie. And then I, okay. my mind was blown. I was like, what is this whole thing? If anybody yeah. hasn't seen that movie, go rent it. It's amazing. It's so good. Where are they renting it? At the Blockbuster? What are um, you, Amish? You rent it on TV. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Digital download it with a $3.99 <laughs> rental fee on Amazon Prime. <laughs> well, that is something that the Amish do not have because they shun modern technology. They sure do. But yeah, that movie is amazing. It, yeah. It's a, it's really a good one. And then as a genre, Amish romance, um, very, very big. A lot bigger than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. There, um, there's some pretty like big writers, and then I did more googling where it said like the top three writers have sold over 24 million books, and they don't have any sex in them generally. No, sure don't. Yeah, when ebooks took over, romance novels um, as like self-published got really big. Uh huh. It's just pretty interesting how that blew up. Yeah, it was always like kind of swept under under the rug type thing, and then. It was able to uh, have a quite a following. It's pretty mainstream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's huge. It's really big. It's very, very big. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else have we got on this book? So on the cover, uh, we've got a young, thin Taylor Lautner and yes. <laughs> a woman with her back to us in a traditional bonnet. But the bonnet looks a little bit see-through. Yeah, they, they wear see-through bonnets a lot. I didn't think it was that see-through, though. Well, maybe we need to see that she has flaxen hair. Hair like oat or wheat, whatever they would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's um, a young gentleman with... Um, he's maybe had lip injections twice, and um, he's definitely got a trainer. He definitely has a trainer. And he went to the jeweler. He has a big gold chain necklace. Well, maybe that's... I just, I can't tell if that's gold or not, but maybe it's a cross. But it's weird because Amish people shun jewelry, don't they? That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's being extra bad because he's got whiskered jeans on and a necklace. What a rebel. (laughs) (laughs) Whiskered jeans on? Yeah. You can see down by the crotch the light light streaks. That's whiskering. Oh, I Mm -hmm. didn't know that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Learning a, so many new terms from, from a Von Dutch wearer, with... you should know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've discussed the Von Dutch before, <laughs> and so the, this book, the two there's really only two main characters. We've got Mary Lou and Jonah, 
and Mary Lou is the one who's going on Rumpspringa, and Jonah is her love interest. What was your feeling on this book after you read it? Um, I liked it. You did? Yeah. yeah. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. It was it was fun because I was super excited to read an Amish book. Me too. And which uh, it's funny, also not funny, but it's an interesting dynamic that it's like a book that Amish people will never read. Yes. About <laughs> Amish people. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. There are some funny Amishisms in here too. <laughs> so. Well, on that note. Yeah, but you know what? I didn't realize. I yeah. didn't realize right at the beginning of the book. Uh huh. Um, because I just went straight to chapter one. There's praise for her books. Uh-huh. And uh, somebody wrote, first time reading this author, and I'm very impressed. I love the feeling. Oh, I love feeling the godliness of the story. Oh, okay. Well, it is. I don't know. I uh-huh. feel like um, these stories are written for people of faith that want a little romance, okay. but maybe, you know, th- like to think about an idyllic world where they could live a more, care not carefree life, but like a simpler life. It's funny, you know, because I was thinking that too. Like, I was like, okay, for like this book, like, there's no, like, there's no popcorn fucking someone in the ass or anything like that that we <laughs> have God. done before. And it's, I know, it's a nice, it's a nice. I don't want that in my Amish stories. <laughs> <laughs> but it's romance in the true sense of romance and like dreamy. But also, it has a few of the same things, you know, like the quick marriage proposal. Yeah. And I think also because we're the format that we're reading, everything happens within 57 pages yeah because we're essentially reading novellas yes okay yeah i'll I'll take that um but it's it's very quick rapid romance that's undying and forever Forever. and ever yeah and it's like a lock eyes we are mates for life type of thing and i'm wondering if it's just gonna be the way in all the stories we read yeah because it's a genre we've never done before so like i've never read romance yeah i don't know Well, do you want to start us off with our first quote? I think our first quote was just... Or not? No, no, it's fine. Our first quote is just ridiculous (laughs) because, you know, Mary Lou wants to go into Rumspringa and um, she... Her dad's going to take her to the city. And our first quote is right on in chapter one, right at the beginning. And he was going to hitch up the cart and take her to the city. I just... I feel like that really, uh, for me, immediately... (laughs) set a tone and it continues on that in order to determine whether the Amish way of life was what they wanted for the rest of their lives, there were different ways to do Rumspringa from having English friends to getting a job in the city. So Mary Lou went crazy and decided to work in the city. She's really hitting it with this Rumspringa thing. They never say what city either. Well, that was my other question. I was like, where is she like in the, in the, you know, map of the world and they never say it. And she calls it a city, but doesn't it really sound like a tiny town? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Definitely. That's what I, I, I kind of thought. <laughs> yeah. And then it's odd too, because Rumspringa is like a tradition in families. Is it a tradition in families? Of Amish faith. Okay. I'm like, I think it's just an Amish tradition. Yes. And so, um, th- so, but her dad is like sort of opposed to it, but it's like not a big surprise. No. All right, so on page three, we find out um, what Mary Lou's father thinks about her. I, I keep mispronouncing um, mother and father because they spell it phonetically, as the Amish people yeah, say we'll it. we'll just say mom and dad because Daid and Maim is um, 
I think we're going to sound a little. my tongue trick, trip yeah, up. Yeah, I think we're going to sound a little offensive trying to pronounce something that I didn't bother to Google Translate. I did Google Translate did? it and I already have a lisp. Yeah, I, I have a lisp <laughs> and a bit of a speech impediment. And so it's really just not like it's not in my card. So it's there. That's what we have oh on that. Oh my God, that's funny. All right. Page three. I will, her father said. It is not that I don't support your rumpspringa, Mary Lou, or your reasons. I will worry about you every day until you return, though. I appreciate it, Dad, Mary Lou said tenderly, hoping to comfort her father and stop herself from crying. And I know everything will be well. I will come out of this with a new appreciation for sewing and a new love of the Lord. Oh, that love of the Lord. <laughs> uh, well, and a new appreciation for sewing. Yeah, well, hey, you know, everybody needs a new appreciation for sewing. But in Devil's Playground, everyone had a new appreciation for meth. Yeah, it was meth. That's why this was really mm-hmm. funny, because I'm like, oh, is this really different? I think the opening scene of Devil's Playground is literally um, young girls in traditional garb passed out in a field. At a rave, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, what am I about to be watching? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this love of sewing in the Lord was not my initial uh, view yeah. of what Rumspringa would be. I was excited that she's going to have a whole new appreciation for sewing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, Mary Lou. She's going to have a really, really rocking time in the city. Well, as she comes to the city, she realizes just how alarming it's going to be. So as they drew near to the city, its sounds increased exponentially. It was noise like Mary Lou had never heard before, like infants screaming for their mother's milk in an empty church as a carpenter hammered together a pew in a thunderstorm. That's like quite the um, picture we just got drawn. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry babies with hammering in church yeah. is how loud the city sounds to her. Is that a thing? It's, um, yeah, I guess so. Who knew? Well, how did she hook up this job as a seamstress with an apartment above it as well? I don't know. Maybe dad has an alternative life that we don't know about. Yeah. Or an alternate life. But maybe it's alternative as well. <laughs> you never know. I said to someone, I was like, oh, we're going to be doing an Amish book this week. And they instantly assumed it was homosexual, which I was like, rude. I Right? <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. But I was like, but. Uh, I didn't even think about that. I know, it, it came from a place of tenderness. But I was like, oh, I yeah. wonder if that's an option, which there must be. I so, bet it is. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. We'll have that. to look into that later. Yeah. All right, so on page five, we find out what Mary Lou's apartment is like above this sewing shop. Can't wait. I know. (laughs) It sounds very inviting. (laughs) I had a friend who lived above a bar I worked at for a while. That was interesting. That's a little different than a sewing shop. Yeah. Wow, Mary Lou. Seamstress, I guess. Well, you know I worked at a costume shop as a seamstress, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So so I feel very akin to Mary Lou. Sure you do. (laughs) Wow, Mary Lou said as she looked around. It was furnished with furniture from all corners of the earth. None of the colors matched. The ottoman was a dysentery brown, while the easy chair was beige (laughs) with spots of tea stains, and the coffee table was a filthy white. Her kitchen table was round with two chairs, a plastic patio one, and a mahogany brown one. Her utensils included a plastic spoon, a serrated knife, two butter knives, 
four silver forks, and three chopsticks. <laughs> Did we really need to know every utensil? Yeah, the only three chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> sure, she wouldn't know how to use chopsticks anyway. No, yeah, and then there's like a microwave, and she just gets baffled by it. But um, I, my, I think my two favorite things are dysentery brown and filthy white. Those are my new favorite yeah. colors. <laughs> I personally like spot beige with spots of tea stains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. And the one thing that her father is worried about is on the next page. So the second page five in the bedroom, her father raised an eyebrow as he shook the bed frame with his hand. Make sure you test this out before spending a full night on it, he said. I'm not sure who made this, but it seems unstable. So is her dad really getting her ready for Rumspringa here? Like, I are the Amish? Uh, the Amish are the are Amish? They Amish? Uh, are they known for their sturdy beds? Like, is it? Well, the Amish are known for their furniture, right? But is it just like a bed you can get railed in? Is that what they're known for? That's the thing. It's like I would think oh he would God. check to make it sure it was like a single bed that was like very narrow. And no idea. Yeah, and like hard as a rock. Yeah. It's um it was just an unexpected piece of information there. Yeah, it was an odd uh, thing to check at the first time. Yeah. It also led me to think that maybe um we'd get a little more action in this book than we did. All right. I have so, to say. Yeah, there's no action <laughs> in this book. Like it's like uh, there was never any sort of like there was Anything. no we yeah, there was nothing. <laughs> the 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 naughtiest thing was like a favorite color. We get a character um, introduced who is Jonah, and um, he's a little bit grumpy. He comes into the sewing shop, and he's not the sweetest to Mary Lou. And the other girls are trying to make her feel better on page eight because he's kind of such a jerk. And then Mary mm -hmm. Lou, because she's kind of a bit of a doormat after he treats her like crap, says, that's all right, Mary Lou exclaimed nervously with a wave of her hand. I try not to judge others. Because we are all guilty of sin every day. She's like the nicest girl and he's a jerk and she is so trying to fix the bad boy. She's such a downer though. Can you imagine working in the sewing store with her? Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'd be stoked because I know that like she would give me seven seams to the seven stitches to the inch. But like <laughs> I just know that she would suck to talk to. She would. I mean, we get this clearly on the next page. The last line of the chapter was she didn't know why, but she hoped that she saw him again, if only to pray for him. Yeah. Oh, Mary Lou. Mary Lou has <laughs> no good taste in men. Well, and then Jonah is like, he's ex-Amish, so he's been shunned. And um, she can kind of pick up that he's, you know, obviously Amish and she's out looking for a man. And the first one that she's is- on the prowl. Yeah. The first man presented to her is exactly who she is going to marry, like the, anyone who like yeah. looks at her. But so they talk about her. Uh, here's why Jonah's a bad boy on page 11. Yeah. There's some complicated story behind it, Jessica shrugged. All we know is he was thrown out. He was shunned, Mary Lou gasped. She didn't know <gasps> any I know. She didn't know anyone who'd been shunned from the community. To be shunned from the community at a young age meant he must have done something unforgivable. She was curious, but the Amish were not to gossip. She was unsure of what to say next. 
Yeah, she's yeah, up. she's trying to figure out how to gossip about <laughs> gossiping. <laughs> how do I turn this gossip into prayer? Is another yeah. <laughs> sort of Amish theme that happens throughout this book, which I appreciate. I'm not one to gossip, but praying is not gossip. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best cover for gossip. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that from suddenly people are gonna be like, "Allison's religious," right? It's well, it's kind know. of like the southern version of like, "Well, bless them," but so um, Mary Lou's really taking this rebellious thing. To the extent that she can. She's going wild on Rumspringer. Yeah, she is. So on page 15, her and Jonah are talking. They told me that you were, that I was shunned. His smirk was not friendly. You shouldn't even be talking about me. It's breaking all the rules. Oh, Mary Lou said, well, I'm on Rumspringer. He looked at her for a moment and then laughed. Of course, he said, the rebellious Rumspringer, you break all the rules. Which rules have you broken so far? Oh, she said. I've used an oven and an electric kettle. Dangerous, he replied. (laughs) (laughs) That kettle, it'll get you every time. I know. She also had trouble with it, which is adorable, and I love her for it. But it's like, (laughs) what did you do? I used the electric kettle. I was like, well, in Devil's Playground, they smoked meth and danced all night. So Mary Lou's rump springer is going pretty well. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't sound as fun as the other one. Well, I don't have any interest in methamphetamines, but... No, not, no, I don't think it's as fun. No, there's just different, I guess, varying degrees of rump springer. (laughs) This is the most, like, gentle rump springer, like, an introduction into modern society. Okay, so on page 18 um, is where, like, Mary Lou really dives in to fix the bad boy who's been shunned. Because the second she hears that he's been shunned, she is so into it. She's like, give me your babies now. I want your wayward (laughs) Amish babies inside me. Because she's going to bring him back to the church. She's going to bring him back to marriage. She's bringing him back to the faith with her super Amish lady bits. Are there little Amish bonnets over there? Little Amish lady bits? <laughs> All right. Well, they are see-through. <laughs> True, probably. <laughs> the little see-through bonnet pasties. Well, yeah, with seven stitches to the inch. <laughs> All right, page 18. She sat down her sewing to look him in the eye. I understand that, she replied. It must be quite a shift. I'll say he scoffed. Are you still breaking the rules? The Amish speaking to those they shunned is forbidden. Sure, she never broke her gaze. God had sent her on Rumpspringa to meet this young man and to return him to the faith. Her conviction drew her to him. She would fully embrace Rumpspringa and do anything God wanted her to do so that Jonah's soul might be saved. Oh God, Open my heart, (sighs) open my eye, my mind, and open my eyes that I might see your will, she prayed silently. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) She is hooked from two pages in. She loves Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. She loves Jonah. Do we ever get a, a physical description of him? No, but we do get our first physical touch. Touching. Yeah, so... Um, starting on page 22, uh-huh. Jonah, she has convinced Jonah to come back home with her. Oh, that's right. So that he can see what her community is like and what he's left and wait, how wait, they would accept but, him. But can we pause what? for one second? How, sure. How did they get back there? Oh my God. They borrowed 
a buggy. Did we not put this in there? They freaking somehow they went to a market and had access to a buggy that they were able to take for two weeks. Like, sure, take my horse and buggy and then just bring it back when you're done. <laughs> so let's break it down for a second. They've decided that they're going to go back to Mary Lou's community because she's missing home and she feels like Jonah needs some salvation. And so first off, they need to find wheels back there. And so magically they borrow a buggy and and horse, like a full life horse. And yeah, I'm, from someone they don't know. I'm sure no, well, it's an Amish person. So they, they you know, there's five of them. They all know each other, I guess, in this book. But also they just leave their jobs. Like, hey, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. So how Apparently Amish people do things. <laughs> how is Mary Lou gonna pay for this apartment while she's not working? With its tea stained settee or whatever it is yeah no one's paying much unless you're sewing stuff no one's paying for that tea stained apartment but (laughs) all right so they've gone back to her community she's already got a plan she's she's plotted out her wedding she's named the children oh yeah she's she's already seen this so she became so dizzy with the desire to speak that she reached out for her his arm to keep her balance unaware of her inner turmoil but pleased that they were now arm in arm Jonah smirked and shook his head. So that's the most touch we get in this entire book. Yeah, that's the sexy bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Is a little bit of hand holding. Not even. It's arm and arm. Arm and arm. <laughs> yeah. So shirt touching shirt. Bold move for an uh, Amish girl on Rumspringa. All right. And so we already, like, we know that Jonah's a bad boy, but we don't know, like, quite why he's so bad and, like, why he got shunned. And um, on page, what is it? Page 24. Yeah. um, We get a little bit of a hint to it. So are you ready? Yeah. She felt a connection with Jonah then, but she still wouldn't dare put her arms around him. Still, she needed to find out what ruled his soul. What happened to you? What was your test? You don't want to know, Jonah said. I do, Mary Lou said, as she met his eye. I do. I killed my sister, he said bluntly. She's dead, (laughs) and it's my fault. End of chapter. (laughs) Way to just bring it to that jovial tone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think this was the point where I started like texting you. I'm like, so are you reading this yet? Because what the fuck? (laughs) Well, it kind of continues on a little bit. And um... after she's dead and it's my fault. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We get a little descriptor, and um, this is on page 25. I was supposed to be watching her, he sniffled, his grief oscillating between rage and despair. Finally, hopelessness overcame him. His face relaxed. The dykes had held. He would not cry, though he took no pleasure in conquering the soft saline tide. (laughs) The soft saline tide. Oh my god. There's a lot of good descriptors in this. There are some things that stand out, and saline tide was one that I was like, oh, that's a good one. I liked it. It was a good one. <laughs> so she's finding out about his shunning. Yes. And uh, after the murder. On page 27. After the murder. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? So she's, you know, she's harassing him, finding out what's going on. You know, they're really getting to the depth of his problems because, you know, they're going to get married in a week. So she needs to know his background. Well, she needs, to, yeah, and she has to fix it. Yeah. A- absolutely. So you shunned yourself, she inquired, putting the pieces together. He laughed, but could see no humor in it. (laughs) Sure, you could say that, he replied nonchalantly. 
Jonah's nonplussed attitude irked her, yet Mary Lou was relieved that things weren't as bad as she had imagined. This'll be easy, she thought. Just a little coaxing, and he'll come around, re-embrace his Amish faith, and be reunited with his community. What else might Rumspringa have in store for her, she wondered, getting ahead of herself. Look at that. She's already fixing him. She's fixing him. She has a plan. She's not even quite entirely sure if he's a murderer or not, yeah. but she's down. She's down. She's going <laughs> to she's gonna teach him what's up. It doesn't matter. She can fix him. He can murder who he wants. Yeah. The Amish are really forgiving. <laughs> Just as a disclosure, he did not actually murder no, anyone, but... But at that point, she doesn't know that he didn't. Well, and personally, I have to say, like, I appreciate someone who wants to try and fix everyone. So there's no problem with that. Oh, my. <laughs> so here's a little bit where we talk about um, when she's physically attracted to him. Um, so on page 30, his looks were pleasing, his eyes inquiring, and his smile when he smiled. Of course. Charming. <laughs> she had not seen him in this light before. His square jaw, his hairline, her eyes wandered, his broad shoulders. For a moment, he was not a brother in Christ needing help, but an outright man with whom she could spend the rest of her dangling ellipsis. <laughs> no, Mary Lou, no, that's not your place. Let the Lord do his work. Shame on you. Yet she felt no shame. Such is the advantage of being pure in heart when one is tempted. One can only think of pure and holy things to do with another. There was no desire to sin, just an attraction that she managed to rein in. Oh, she's huh. flooding her basement for sure. I also feel like this is how like a lady ends up married to a gay guy. Yes. <laughs> and I just realized this as I was reading it. I was like, hmm, maybe... Uh, Jonah might be a good choice for her because it could have gone even worse. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mary Lou would be like, I met this hairdresser. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> never know. You, you never do know. never know. Apparently we were very wrong about the horse and cart thing. They are not at her community yet. Oh, okay. We jumped way ahead. Oh. On page 35, we do get the description or how oh. it went down with the borrowing of the cart. So... Thank you for doing this, Jonah said when they left on Monday. I don't know how I can ever repay you for taking him to her community. They had borrowed a horse and cart from one of the merchants in town who were staying the week to meet with some of the big grocery store suppliers. So don't they stay in her community for two weeks? How are they contacting this supplier or this cart owner? They're communicating by snail mail. Yeah. And like... Mary Lou's getting letters at the seamstress shop. And then we find out that he just like ditched his like delivery job. And they sent a letter telling him whether his leave of absence was approved or not. But by the time he gets it, <laughs> he needs to be back to work in three days. Yeah, this only works if this was email, which it's clearly not because they're Amish and she doesn't know how to use a kettle. Yeah, the time frame is a little bit skewed. Yeah, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but okay. It's quite all right. Carry on. No, I'm, I'm done. I just, you know, I was really, really just thought it was weird that the horse and cart was for a week, yet they're gone for two weeks. Right. You know? Well, and the other thing, too, is that, like, Jonah is, like, super nervous, and um, 
Mary Lou was sure that they were courting and heading to get married since Shona was clearly a mess of nerves. She's already decided that he is back to being Amish and going to marry her. Yeah, she's secure. She jumped ahead like we did. Yeah, she totally. (laughs) Maybe that was the problem. (laughs) Very, very true. All right, so apparently we find out that there's a bit of like a prayer chain male circle going on within the moms in the Amish community. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and so uh, Mary Lou on page 30 asks, "Um, how do you know all this, Mary Lou asked. His community was miles away, and the Amish were never supposed to gossip. They started a prayer chain, her mother replied, for both him and the soul of his sister. All the surrounding communities took up the prayer. Yeah, it's basically the neighborhood app for Amish ladies. Absolutely. It's next door. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally next door. Next door community. Oh, guess who's back in town? It's (laughs) Jonah. (laughs) I love it. They say the prayer chain. It's the holy way to spread news about good people. Oh, no. It's the holy way to spread bad news about good people. (laughs) One could still sound pious when sharing another's business. So long as it was couched in the righteous act of prayer. It's not gossip when they tell you themselves and ask for prayer. I love that. I really love it. It's so good because it's like so, like, it's so true. Like, it's so you'll true. figure out a way to gossip. Like, if there's not, <laughs> moms will figure it out. They're all going to get together and gossip. They sure will. And I guess when you're Amish and not supposed to gossip, you just do it under the guise of prayer. Right. Well, and also we kind of find out that her like choices are limited because she's what, 17 and a bit of a spinster. Yeah, she's getting there. She better not make it to 22 without a husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think she literally says that actually. (laughs) I think it was 32. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. No, they're talking about like someone's roommate and she's like, she's 32 and unmarried. It makes it seem like it's totally normal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On page 40, she's deciding that she needs to, like, get things going. What would she do without him? She was getting older, and it wasn't as if there were many eligible men in the community. All the boys who lived there were people she had known since childhood, and most of them were her cousins. Mmm, delightful. (laughs) Yes. And they didn't excite her like Jonah excited her. She didn't gaze upon them like she would Jonah. Nor did they monopolize her thoughts like he was presently. Oh, my God. <laughs> if she stayed and he moved on, would she become a spinster? Would she be condemned to raise her brothers and sisters rather than children of her own? Oh, my God. I guess you could get away from that by marrying your cousin. That's so gross. I, so my question to you, Allison, would you rather be a spinster or a cousin wife? Um, I, you know, spinster. I think that uh, would work for me <laughs> quite you well. You have to change diapers. Ugh, yeah, but I don't want to marry a cousin. You'd still have to change diapers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Do you know what you should be able to go for? What? A man who can handle his wood. Oh, yeah. We see this on page 43. Mary realizes that she's never felt true happiness until she sees Jonah standing outside her bedroom window chopping wood with her father so is he standing outside her window or is he chopping wood i also is it a sec is it a two-story home or is it one story and they're just chopping wood while she's sleeping I don't know. rude 
It was at that moment that she admitted to herself she couldn't live without him. In merely a week, his shoulders were loose, his tension was unnoticeable, and he smiled. She chuckled at the thought. What would the girls at the shop think of him now? I'm sure the girls have <laughs> thought of his wood at the shop. <laughs> I'm sure the girls at the shop are like, where's the new chick who's supposed to be like hemming these pants and she's gone? <laughs> <laughs> and like where's like what's going on with the apartment upstairs like who's living there yeah what's happening where's their angry delivery boy <laughs> <laughs> all right so here we find out where mary lou has made her decision that he is going to be her man on page 45 oh no mary lou said i came down to help my mother with breakfast as always you've made quick work of that wood <laughs> She couldn't help but be impressed. A fine husband indeed. <laughs> oh, mom clearly has told her some things. Well, Amish wood is the best. Amish wood is the best. And there's a huge age gap between Mary Lou and her younger siblings. So mom has enjoyed the wood for a long period of time. <laughs> what is the age gap? Oh, because they're, yeah, they're like really young. They're like six and yeah. It's like a good 10-year huh. age gap. Well, and then we won't like unveil any secrets, but at the end... There's quite um, a cliffhanger. Quite a cliffhanger, which yeah. I also texted you about. And I was like, have you finished this goddamn book? Because well, we need to do the second one. I know. It's crazy. We, you, you texted me like, have you read it? And I was like, oh, I've got about five pages left. And then I literally had one page left. That's the weird thing about reading on the Kindle app. Yeah. You just have no idea where you are. And I was like, oh. Well, I did get my eyes examined and got new glasses, <laughs> but our fonts are still not matching in notes yeah, and stuff. It's so a little funny. That'll just be how it is yeah. with that. We just have to go by percentage. But yeah, I was expecting a few more pages of meat, but all of a sudden the next page was just like the cliffhanger. So we're not going to even talk about that. There was no meat in this book. <laughs> there really wasn't. No meat no. Well, and also this week that we're recording, it's um, the 12th of July. On the 15th is when the final installment of this series comes out, too. No. We've got to read them all now. At least Just I do. catch them all like Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I was like, 99 cents? I don't know if I can do book two, but really, I'm definitely going to do yeah, that. Yeah, 99 cents? I think. Definitely. I, yeah, I think they're on sale this week. So if you're listening, go buy this book. It's good. Mm -hmm. Unexpected cliffhanger at the end, too. Just when you think you have a few more pages of wrap-up. Lies. So you liked the book? I did like the book. Did you like the book? Yeah, I was really like invested in it as like um, the novelty of like Amish romance. But like as a book and a storyline, I did find myself like diving into it. There were a few parts where I was like, wait, what? But that's just kind of like being romantic and having a suspension of disbelief. And so it's nice for me to practice that once in a while. Yeah, I'm not good at that because I'm like, huh, they're supposed to be there for a week, but they're there two weeks, but they borrowed a cart. Like, I can't help but think about that stuff. And I do need to learn to just let myself loose into a story. But that also all happened within like five pages of each other, too. So I was like, Wait, is it like Tuesday or another season or what happened? Yeah, what's going on? It was like Amish time travel. Oh, ooh, that should be our next genre. No, we have to do Amish gay. We should do that too. Because I don't, they're obviously, I, the Amish aren't 
into the gays, right? No. That's, am I? No, no. Okay, yeah. There's very I would much imagine. Well, maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. I would imagine that would be blasphemous, though. Wikipedia didn't cover that in my little three-page <laughs> oh my search. <laughs> Oh, Wikipedia, not really the best place to do your searching. Gotta check the footnotes and make sure they're legit. I was keeping it light, and then the author, <laughs> um, I only saw that she had a Facebook page, as far as I saw, and then her Amazon and her Goodreads. And so I don't have a website to plug for her, but I definitely think we should look into the next book. Oh, yeah. All right. And then next up, I think we're doing Ghosts, aren't we? Oh, probably. Deal? Sounds good to me. I know. I think some... Yeah, some ghosty romance. Yeah, I'm into it. Do you think Casper has a big dick? Uh, probably. Maybe he's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> oh my God, wow. Well, he's always naked. <laughs> Hopefully in time for Halloween. <laughs> well, you assume that that's his little ghosty end, but that might be his wee-wee. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Why not? Because I don't like that. Why is that? <laughs> Wait, I, I, okay, fine. We've covered like getting fucked by a cob of corn but a ghost wiener is your is where you're drawing the line well, if it's casper's little tippy tail yeah okay yeah All right well tune in next time when we cover ghost wieners yeah great. do you think they're cold i would assume they'd be cold okay i also can't imagine there'd be much feeling but i guess we'll find out about it can you get ghost pregnant oh my god have you Ooh, we'll have to talk about her next time i, I know i haven't gotten ghost pregnant that's why i'm asking you no, no, there's a woman in, I believe it's Ireland, who thinks she's married to a ghost. I watched a whole documentary on her a while back, so I'm going to have to look into that. Does she take the tippy tail, or is there I a don't ghost know. wiener? <laughs> <laughs> we'll research more. All right, well, thank you for listening to Burning Passages. You can find us on Instagram at Burning Passages. You can message us at Gmail on Gmail at burningpassagespodcast at gmail.com. Send us pictures, send us book suggestions, send us your ghost pregnancy stories. Please send us your ghost pregnancy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your barn raising, your tent raising. <laughs> if you feel like you shouldn't send it, press send. Oh, no. <laughs> You're inviting a whole Bye. host to crazy. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>